Saka. Still Saka. And Kane does defend, but Saka again is 3 0. Oh, they're running rampant in the North London derby here, Arsenal. Harry Kane gave the ball away, and in his desperation to help out defensively, served it on a platter. This is uh, Spurs in episode, I don't know what. Welcome to episode 19. 19? The episode where we might just give up after, after having watched our first North London Derby as a Spurs and podcast. And maybe it might be our last because I am absolutely livid. And that's where I'll start it. We lost our host. Our host didn't show up today. He lit himself on fire after the first half. We know he's fine. We know he's not on fire anywhere in the NY. Um, FDNY is not out there putting out flames. He's alive. He's working, covering a team that won today, un- unlike the team that we all support here. Jose, you seem more recovered as your American football team played pretty well. Derek, we sort of had the same fate and just lived in our muck and whatever shit we felt after having watched Spurs. So uh, I guess how we feel now, any better? Because I'm not feeling any better. I'm feeling way worse somehow. I thought it'd feel better watching football all day because I'm a big uh, American football fan. But as I sit here in my new LaCelso purple and whatever color this green is, I I feel not any better than I did several hours ago. It it was just uh, about as bad as a day could go, to be honest with you. It was was a terrible day for all of us Spurs fans and anyone watching American football who didn't have a good day either. Me and Nick, thankfully, are... Seem to be okay. I don't know. I hope he is. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's start off by um, after we all found out that we're doing all, at least a little bit okay. Uh, let's talk about the lineups. So Jose, an- announce the lineup for us. The lineup today was as follows. We have our captain, Hugo Lloris, attending the net. Tanganga, Dyer, Sanchez, Regulon, Hoiberg, Delhi. Endombele, Lucas, Son, and Kane. That was the lineup today. Okay, so let's try to separate from what we saw to how we felt when the lineup came out. Uh, I thought we talked about it last week. Jose, you said you wanted Skip and Hoiberg to play. I said throw exactly what we threw at Chelsea at them and hope Arsenal is worse. I was wrong. I was wrong. It's shown that there's a clear way we have to play. But what was your initial thought when that came out? My initial thought was back to how you referenced uh, the last pod. I definitely wanted Skip to play because I thought he had a great performance in that last game that we played in the Europa Conference League. And based on his performance, I wanted to see him on the pitch because I don't feel that we have the squad to play any kind of offensive football for long periods of time. We have to play more defense. And that's why I wanted Skip at the midfield because I, I, I wasn't, I'm not going to say I first saw this. I did, I'm not going to say I predicted this happening, but our midfield is not that great. So I wanted to see Skippy and I wanted to see uh, at right back. I mean, I wasn't bothered by Tanganga starting, but I wanted to see the guy we paid for this offseason, one of our, one of our signings to play. And I also wanted to see one of our other signings in the offseason, Romero, get a start. But other than that, that was pretty much the lineup that I would have 
went with besides those three players that I mentioned. Oh, and Hale. I'm sorry. I would have started Hale to agree right. with you on last week's part. I mean, on the last part, I think that he starts needs to start coming off the bench. I think Brian would have been perfect instead of Lucas. That would have been honestly the one change. I, I saw a bunch of people on social media upset about Sanchez Dyer, but when they played together this year, they've been solid. I don't know what happened to today. I didn't really have much of an issue with that. Tankanga, Emerson, at this point, I don't think it's a huge difference based off of the game and a half that Emerson's played. I would say, yeah, Brian not playing was the one gripe that I had because, as I've said, telling blue in the face, Lucas should not be starting games for us. Yeah, uh, is Lucas? Lucas is a is a bench player. That's what he should be. I love his grit. I love his determination. I love what he goes out there and does and or attempts to do because he doesn't do everything great, but. There, there is something. To, there is something to be said about the emotion of the game and Lucas understanding that much better than our new signing, who's twenty years old, heel. Because this is the North London derby. This is Arsenal. As much as we try to remove ourselves from them being our top rival and make Chelsea our top rival, I still think we know that Arsenal is the that game that still sticks out more. And yeah, anything else? I about understood the lineup, that. Ben, anything? Yeah, else? I want a Romero in. I thought we. I I wrote it in my notes. I said no. Some no summer signings in the starting lineup. You saw Arsenal kind of make a a move for move with us and them signing Tamiyasu and Ben White. We got Romero and Emerson, and we sat our players. And I don't know why we're, we're we continue to sit Romero. And I understand we had those first three games of Sanchez and Dyer, and then it kind of fell fell apart with the international break and everything. But I watched Sanchez and I watched. Romero and I can just see one's better and we just paid 40 million dollars for him to come in and make an immediate change now for him to wait for us to wait for him to be ready throw him in there we know what Sanchez is agreed agreed Romero had a, a pretty good game in the in the, in the during the week and, and then I don't uh, see why you don't just reward him and give him another another start my so. other big note actually kind of came to fruition as we'll talk about later was the their they posted their midfield of Partey and, and Xhaka. So two generally defensive midfielders, and we did the opposite. And I looked at it just like I looked at when we put the kind of the almost like the Chelsea game where they're going to make sure we can't overload the midfield. And they destroyed us in the midfield. But I was focused on that because it was PEH versus Partey and Xhaka with Ndombele and Deli who don't play defense. Also, Winks, not on the bench. Positive. There's my one positive from this day. Didn't there you go. The, didn't even make the team. What a day. The optimistic guy is now Ben. It's not no. me anymore. Winks didn't make the bench. But uh, my main one was, yeah, we no summer signings made the team, and I wanted to see Romero. Yeah, I was wrong on the skip. Skip should have probably skip should have started, and I, I wanted to see more offensive. I thought we could have handled Arsenal, but nope, we didn't do that at all. Yeah, yeah we'll get back to skip in a in a couple. But uh, I wanted to go back, and you guys mentioned it, the decision at right back, I mean, at center back, with uh, not playing Romero. And my first note here about the game, my first note actually was about um, the Etihad and Arsenal actually giving props to Jimmy Greaves. So, that, you know, shout out for that. He's a Tottenham legend, and they did the right thing. Um, but Emirates. At the Emirates, yeah. What did I say, the Etihad? Etihad. Oh, Jesus, Sorry. <laughs> Rest in peace, Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. Yeah. This is why. And rest in peace, me being the host. But 
I wanted to mention the center back option and us starting Sanchez and Sanchez. I don't know if you guys see it too, but you can tell almost immediately when this guy is going to have a not so good game. And that was the first note I have here was Sanchez um, playing a ball and looking ridiculous on it very, very early, like getting spun around very early. And he didn't know what he was doing. Do you guys ever like yeah, see I that? It, I said it last week. For someone who we consider so athletic, he does some things that are so unathletic that I'm like, what is ha- like? How can you be like this that person? It's it's like the kid who's extremely fast but can't catch a ball. If you get what I mean, he's he can run, he can run, he'll outrun everyone, he can jump out of the roof, but he can't catch the ball. It's like athleticism versus hand-eye coordination and. I just uh, Sanchez is, is missing that that hand-eye coordination because he gets spun around. He looks ridiculous, even though yeah, we counted him for his athleticism and his pace, but he gets caught out looking ridiculous all the time. He's missing the fundamentals. I think yep. when he was the best, when he was at his best, I should say, he was in between Jan and Toby, and they could help him be in the right positions and defend both of his flanks so that he wasn't overwhelmed with actually having to take one-on-ones all the time and being in the right position on set pieces. And he had like two big brothers on either side of him to help him focus on what he does best, which while he is an incredible athlete, that's what he does best is runs and jumps and heads balls out and catches wingers, which fortunately for us is not something – uh, we haven't seen it from Romero yet because he hasn't really played much, but Dyer's not running down any sort of winger. So, yeah, no, I mean, Sanchez has his issues, and unfortunately, I think with all the physical skills he has, I don't think he's ever going to really get there mentally, which is unfortunate. I don't know where he winds up. I don't know what we should really be expecting him to improve on because he seems to be the same player he was two years ago. I agree. Um, let's jump into this first half. This disgraceful display of football that was the first half. Yes. Do you want to talk about it in the hole? Do you want to jump into the goal? We can get into the three, the three goals that three we goals. gave up in the first half uh, at the fifteen around the fifteen minute mark. Um, at, was it who was it for them that did the that had the, that played the ball? Was um the kid right? It was um, soccer, I think. Soccer, right? Soccer put a move on Reggie and put it in the middle, and there was a gap between the three midfielders of Pierre and Don Blake weirdly coming in to chase down Saka, even though he was being guarded and not guarding anyone. Correct. And Delhi, while the defense was keeping their very deep line, leaving a gaping hole in the middle for anyone to just run into Saka, put it right in there. It was a meal Smith row runs in puts in the back of the net. One of the easier goals. I think we've, it was absolutely. I think I could have went in there jogging and got a good shot on goal. And I've pretty much never played soccer in my life. Laid at a whole pick at ten, but that was yeah. That was just the lack of effort to get back on everyone's part. The lack of awareness of where you were on the field was just for a North London derby, especially just unbelievable. Oh, it was a uh, a situation where aside from giving up three goals that he had no chance at all because he was hung out to dry. I think Hugo did a great job today. And every time that they scored, he had no shot. They were shooting the ball from in between the, the penalty square and the 18, and they were wide open for all three goals. Yeah, definitely. When Hugo 
pretty much is our man of the match, you know things are not going well. And I think he was probably our best performer of the day because he made a lot of great stops. They had a lot of opportunities. We agreed. We came out with what I thought was a very failed high press in that we were high pressing and then we did put pressure on it, but we never won the second ball ever. Not once, even in that first 15 minutes. And that just, after the goal, just kept coming. And you thought for like five minutes, I think there was a time where maybe we were settling in and then they counterattacked us like we expect to do because we have two people in the midfield who don't know how to play defense. So if you want to jump into the second goal, which was the quickest counterattack I've ever seen. It was literally right after Right after, like these goals were like literally within five minutes apart or less. And yeah, we gave up a goal to um, Aubameyang, right? That motherfucker. Yeah, Aubameyang scored the goal. Uh, I forgot who chipped it in, but I'm pretty sure it was Emil Smith-Rowe who ran down the entire flank without really anyone near him. Give a cross in. Got to give Aubameyang a little bit of credit. He put a good ball in. But still, wide open, no one near him. Dyer's, if he's not in a good position, he's not moving into a good position. He needs to be in that position because, you know, a fridge is there. He could be a very good fridge where, you know, you reach in, you get the food. But if you ever have to move that fridge, it's hard. It's really hard. And he's only good when he has to stay in his position. But once you get his feet moving, it's a disaster. No, it was another goal where we gave the ball away with... 75% of our team oh, we on their side of the field. I think in Dombele, I don't remember whether it was the first or the second goal, but he was dribbling basically in no man's land, and it led to a direct counterattack that wound up with the ball in our net. And that's what it felt like all day is we had so many people up upfield, and they were doing the Mourinho ball where we would have – Possession but still had then, possession, but still right. but still control possession somehow. Right. It, yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm just looking at these stats. I mean, we did have 53% of possession. It did not feel like that, though. Um, but it, it was just like so many stupid giveaways. And every time we gave the ball away, they had four people running upfield against three, or if we were lucky, four of our defensive players. And they just sliced us up. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, that was my my next note about talking about giveaways. Delhi had two consecutive giveaways, two consecutive giveaways. Well, while he find him, he found himself in great position up forward with a chance to do something. But I don't know what, what what's what's going on with Delhi. But he gives away the ball twice. You don't know what's going on, Delhi, because it's been going on for like the past three years. This is true. This is true. No, no, no. Delhi's been good at certain things this season. You said he's not a good defensive player. He's not, but he's an excellent pressing defensive player. He's a valuable asset. He's always been a good presser. If you need to play one-on-one defense, probably not going to work out because he doesn't have good lateral speed. But he can get in someone's face and pressure them to pass the ball. Yeah, you mean you watched... Pierre pretty much screaming at Ndombele all game because Odegaard was open, just wide open in tons and tons of space all that first half. And now that that we're going to like pretty much like round up this for first half. We did have a couple of of shots before half. Kane took a, a, a crazy shot from far away, but I mean, he was trying to get something done. Um, then he gave away the ball and that's what sprung their third goal. 
No, he didn't give away the ball. His his controller got unplugged. He was off the grid. I don't know what the fuck happened. The ball got stuck <laughs> under his foot, and he had no clue what to do. He looked like a six-year-old playing children's ball. It was unbelievable. I'm he sitting there watching. He looked like me trying the to ball, play. Shoot the ball. Do something. And no, he just did nothing. Ball got stuck under his foot, and his body just shut down. He's there been we go. U- third goal. Boom. Yeah, he's been he's been pretty useless. And then for his lack of effort in the attacking end, he tried to make up for it. And I guess karma of slide tackling into Saka and still knocking it right into his path for this third goal, regardless of his efforts to get back, even though yeah. he did beat our midfielders back. But he did. He, he did was, beat all of our midfielders that. back after he but was that's on mainly the just. But that's because of shame. Yeah, of it, what I'm, he did, and I'm just. So it, I understand. It, it definitely was of shame for him losing the ball, but it's still unacceptable that a guy that just turned over the ball fell, is getting back up and beating all of our midfield to get to Saka, and he actually got to Saka, and he. I mean, it's we can call it unfortunate. I, I don't really because Arsenal. You got to give them credit. They whipped our behinds today, and I mean. The ball bounced their way or Saka's way. He got a he got a really good goal. But yeah, that's the kind of uh, effort we had there in the first half. And um, the effort was disgraced in the first half. It was absolutely abysmal. I I don't remember, especially not a Northland derby, that we we didn't want to be there. We didn't want to have any part of it. I don't care if we are at the Emirates, and I don't care that we've lost twenty eight over the past. I don't know times we've played at the Emirates. At least the game's been one nothing. At least there's been fight and effort. This was an absolute disgrace. And then for us to come back in the second half and say it's got better. Hell yeah, it got better. Was it getting worse? Could it have gotten any worse? Absolutely not. There was no way it was getting worse than that performance we had that first half. It was, I mean, everything went right for me today in regards for me to watch this game. I'll leave all the details out of it, out of it, out of it. But everything went right for me to watch this game today. I thought I wasn't. And I I don't know why everything went right for me to watch this game today. At least that first half. Any other um, things about the first half you want to say, Derek? (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) What is there to say? It's like uh, the situation, the war in Afghanistan. It's just a disgrace. We couldn't have done anything possibly worse. Fair yes. enough. Fair enough. That was. Where are we going from here? We're just going to keep talking about this. Do you want to move on to the second half? Yeah. Do we, even, do we want to talk about been... the second half? Half? Like, I mean, the second half, some adjustments were made. Skip. They, and Skip Emerson came in. Come on. Emerson for, came for on. Delhi and Tanganga. I will give him a little bit. Of, give Nuno a little bit of credit there that he understood that he shit the bed with the lineup and brought in two players that actually wanted to be there. I don't want to give him too much credit because oh. it was his doing in the first half to actually set this lineup up. But at least yeah. how many times have our managers actually made substitutions at halftime? Yeah, that was, that was Pach's biggest problem. But Mourinho, yeah. Mourinho, Mourinho, did it. Mourinho did uh, it a couple give, of times. I can't give credit to that man. He gets well, no you're credit You're going to have to start giving credit for him because the numbers I'm about to read you later about Nuno will make Mourinho, make you miss Mourinho. Hey, there is 0% chance. Don't, 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 don't get me excited here, Ben. Don't get me excited. But yeah, we'll talk about Nuno and maybe Jose a little bit later. No, we're definitely talking about Nuno. But he he did he did make the subs, and after that I have here. Let me see. 
this not really too much notes here until the 60th minute where Kane had a decent shot on goal. We talking then, about uh, the header? No, then after on the 62nd, he had the easy header shot that he missed. He might have been offsides there. I don't think that would have been. No, the header was good. The, the, the so? one that he shot wide, he was offsides. The header, he was completely unmarked and didn't put on net. A year, you flash back a year ago, Harry Kane's putting that ball in the corner of the net and he's knee sliding into the flag. That was when we lost the game and had oh, yeah. no chance of coming back. That was lost, the nice I, and, I feel like we lost the nail in the coffin in the offseason. Well, 55, in the 55th minute, there was what I thought was a pretty clear penalty that we did not get. Oh, that was the Ben White moment. Yeah, we're, you know, definitely clipped. No, no, no foul, no nothing. So No VAR check. Just move on, I guess. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. No, no, no. We I can't mean, move on that fast. That was a disgrace. That was an absolute disgrace. King I don't didn't know get to that how ball Craig first. Boston can miss that. King get, did get to that ball first, and contact was made afterwards. Yeah. Right, right there on the on the on the tip of the box. I mean, they're, why do we have VAR if they're not going to check that? Yeah, it should have been. Exist? It should have been checked. It should have been checked. And I, I feel like they're really trying. If the if it's not a pure scoring opportunity where you are in the box, they don't want to give that penalty away. And I understand that, but there's got to be something. Even the announcers, call. all the announcers hate us. Even the announcers are saying that's a clear foul and a clear penalty, and. Didn't even he didn't even do the the ear check where he touched his microphone to see if he's talking to the person on the other end. Kane, Kane's face he's facing away from goal, so it's it's like if you're not about to score, we're not we don't want to give you the penalty, but we don't really know what to do because it is in the box. So no penalty. Let's just keep keep the game going instead of you know making a rule it was like okay, I don't know here you get the ball right outside the box, but yeah. For it, for it to be nothing was just an absolute uproarious call. Yeah, it was pretty pretty terrible, but I'm, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to say, if that happened to us, we would all be bugging the hell out and saying what a weak pen that was given. So No! I mean, no! That was yeah. not weak at all! <laughs> it wasn't that much. It wasn't that bad. And I agree yes, with it what... Was. It was. Contact put in the box. You can't do that. Like Salah gets penalties for someone touching his fingertips. <laughs> Kane got kicked in the ankle or the foot, whichever section you want to call that of his lower, his lower extremity. That's a penalty every day of the year, no matter what team it is. If so we you're, were you're not if mad we if that Burnley, gets called on us. No, I, I, it's a bad foul. It's stupid. He wasn't even close to touching the ball. It was late on top of that. That was such a clear foul. I was screaming. I think my neighbors <laughs> were banging on the wall telling me to shut up. So like it's not a pen. It's not a pen. That's what they were screaming at you? I would have if they were, I would have kicked through the wall and just <laughs> beat up the whole household. <laughs> and rip their he'd rip their fridge door off. Absolutely. 100 percent I would tear it right off the hinges. <laughs> fridge door, nothing. Derek too. Unfucking believable, man. All right. So obviously the second half is better. Um, because it couldn't get any worse. Skip comes on. I thought Skip was excellent. Skip was excellent. I thought Emerson was excellent, but also Arsenal had taken their foot off the pedal, had sat back a little. So obviously we got more possession. It looked like we were doing better things, but they had control. Uh, Sonny scores what in the 70, 77th minute, minute. 79th minute. Mm -hmm. Great play. Great win back by Brian Heal, who came on for Ndombele. And Ndombele goes off, even though Nick was giving him credit for him. And I'm sorry, Nick's not here to defend him. And I don't know what he saw Ndombele do today that was anything. I'm going to back my boy Nick 
And I'm going to say, you know, I'm one of Ndombele's or Nodombele. I don't know how Nick pronounces his name. It's real funny. But Ndombele. It's the N. I thought he had a, a pretty decent game for what we are accustomed to seeing from Ndombele. Is is no, I'm not trying to take a jab at him, but we all know that he is not the greatest defensive midfielder. So I don't expect any kind of help from him in regards to um, defending in our midfield. But playing forward, I thought he played forward pretty bright today. He didn't. When, yeah, he had some moments. He had some moments. But he, like our, our bar is the bar so low for our who should be our third best player that he's like, oh, he he won a few balls back that led to nothing. He made a few dribbles, but nothing spectacular. Nothing that's going to even make like one clip that you see of Ndombele ever or any through ball. So I don't know what he did that made him any better than Delhi even. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm Delhi's big. See, now I'm who am I today? I'm Delhi's biggest supporter here, and Delhi was absolutely absent from this game. Absolutely absent. I think this might be a formational issue. The more I think about it, I, I, I will get. Uh, yeah, I, I would talk about that too. Because mm-hmm. I think Indombele would be best in a pivot. We don't have a true number six to yes, yes, defend and. If we're playing a 4-3-3 and we don't have that anchor, I mean, Partey is very good, but I, I wouldn't say he's the best center defenseman in the world, but he's more of a, a sixth than, than Hoiberg is. He's not going to defend the whole team. We need we need Wanyama back is what we need. I, and I think we need Dembele and Erickson back. I think the 8 and the 10 is more the issue. I think Skip or Hoiberg can play the 6 perfectly fine. I just don't think Hoiberg can play the 8. I know Skip can't play the 8. And Ndombele and Delhi both can't play the eight. I, Jose, you said it before. You said we have two really good de- midfielders who play really good defense and two who play good offense. And mm-hmm. there's no one who can do anything in between that, in between that crosses yeah. over. There's no Dembele and there's no one to protect Ndombele like we protected Erickson's lack of defensive ability because Dembele did everything. And then we had Wanyama or Dyer there as the holding midfielder. This is why I... And I'm not by by any means any kind of football technician. I've just started watching this sport, like really, really getting got into it about six years ago. But I know that we don't have that player that can be the in-between guy. And that's why I said last pod, I think even though it's not the sexy football that we want to see, we want to see the progressive play all the time, especially from our midfielders and being creative and getting, getting, creating opportunities for our guys up front. We don't have those guys. We only have one guy that can probably do that pretty well, and that's Mbombele. But he needs help with him, and he doesn't have that help. That's why going forward, Skip and Hoiberg, even though Hoiberg, he definitely needs to get some shots thrown at him today. He was not that good today. He was pretty awful defending. And but he need him and Skip playing together. Are it's our best midfield right now because we have to play defensive kind of football. We can't. I know all of us Spurs fans want to see that the old Spurs and we're scoring goals and this that and taking everyone on, but we don't have the team for that. We do not. And I'll say I disagree with you there. No, I, I completely disagree. I think this is probably a good time to bring this up because there was a report last week that. Uh, Fonseca said he was basically set up for the job. And once our, listen, director of football, he's been great. But once he got 
the job, he was the one who wanted a defensive manager. And that's completely the opposite of what Levy said in his big statement after getting egg on his face with the ridiculous idea that would have replaced Champions League. The word is escaping me at the moment, but it, it seems to me that we wanted to play defensive football because the director of football who was buying the players wanted to have some sort of Italian style, I would guess, similar to what he's used to. But then he went out and bought a bunch of players that don't really fit that style. So in typical Spurs fashion, nothing makes sense. Up is down, down is up. And we are just sitting in a puddle of our own urine at the moment. Well, he didn't buy any midfielders. He didn't buy any midfielders. He bought a 20-year-old shifty left winger. Forward, forward. Not a midfielder. Where, where, our, where our best player is is playing. I don't know. We're, we're just a mess, man. Everything yeah, is a mess. It's, it's been a position that we've been trying to fill for a long time. We, we always said our center back was one of our positions where we needed to change up. And we always said that Erickson type player or uh, Dembele type player is another person that we need. And we, we, we haven't addressed it. We haven't addressed it, and we're, we're paying for it right now. Completely paying for it right now. But, I mean, I really, really think that this team is set up more. Unfortunately, for a lot of things. Unfortunately, guys, we have to set up, like Jose was setting up this team, man, more defensive because we're going to lose every midfield if we, we keep on putting out these guys there. We're going to lose every midfield battle. That's where they get us at all the time. Uh, let's start it here. If we let's not, we don't have to jump in a new now, but we can jump in a new now. 18th in goals, 20th in shots, 20th in chances from open play, 20th in big chances, 20th in shot creation actions, 20th in distance covered, 19th in progressive carries, 20th in successful pressure percentage, 19th in shots allowed. So explain to me how Nuno isn't just the crumpets of Mourinho. Literally just Mourinho's lapdog and how this is any different other than that we wanted it to be different because he was ours. We're going to ride with our new coach who was our 10th coach that we wanted. I'm ready. I'm done. Like I'm done with it. I'm ready to cut ties. Like what? 85 of 123 matches where his teams have failed to score in the first first half. Who is this guy that we just backed because we stick with the badge? As I said just now, I mean, this is Paratici's guy. We could have Fonseca. Yeah, of course. When he got appointed, he said he Fonseca said he didn't get the job because Paratici said he wanted someone to play defensive, safe football. And Fonseca was not that guy. So again, our chairman and our director of football who was hired for a week don't communicate two completely opposing ideals. And the guy we want to hire loses his job. And then we go through all of that ridiculousness and we wind up with Nuno. Nuno's been dealt a really shitty hand. And I think it's early to get rid of him. But so far, the results are dog shit. I will agree with you there. He's been dealt a shitty hand. He's been dealt Tottenham. Is that not like, is that not being belt, uh, better than being dealt Wolves? No, this, I mean, as far as the three players getting the COVID 10 day uh, quarantine. The, even in the games where we had everyone that we won, was a f- those games were n- not good. 
three points, man. I can't, I can't put that against him. I can't do that. Yeah, but I'm, it I'm, eventually the me, it reg- we were eventually would regress regress to the mean of the stats from those games. Sure, the Chelsea game we looked good for a half. Crystal Palace when but created nothing. We looked good for a half, that, but without creating any or anything real, we just were able to generally keep the ball from them to a, a generally better degree than we ever have. But who are we signing? Who we, you want to bring Ryan Mason back? No. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, I mean that's another question. I mean I, I think I brought it up last week. PSG just needs to do shitty enough that they fire Potch, right? And then we know exactly who we're signing. We'll bring. I'm gonna Dad I'm, gonna, back. I'm gonna pump Daddy. the brakes a little bit on on the Nuno talk. I mean, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree with what we're seeing and what Ben just read off. It's abysmal. It's terrible numbers and. It shouldn't be happening, but it is happening. And there's a reason why it's happening. And it's something that we continue to overlook, man. It's, it's, it's we need a big overhaul on this team. And we have yeah. a, we, we, we've been needed. And I know I was super optimistic when we were predicting how good Spurs would be because that's just me. However, <laughs> and, yeah, I said third, but that's just me being super optimistic. Ted Lasso and, and I was there like, it's going to be great. I think he's really going to pick it up really quickly. But at the same time, I have, <laughs> also I, said, I have also said on the pod that we have to be realistic and we have to stop thinking that we are this super club. We're not. We're, we're changing. We're in transition. And Nuno is part of that transition. That's why I believe he was hired. He's part of that transition. I don't want him to be part of this transition. It's and I really don't think he was is, is part of this transition. But I think it's he's only a stopgate. Be- it's only because of like what Derek was saying, alluding to it's the cards that he was dealt, man. This we don't have that club guys. I, I wish we did, but we don't have that club. That's going to play exciting football. We don't have those guys, bro. Especially if, if our midfield is going to continue to play the way that they're playing. Everything- I, wrote, I wrote in my notes, some of our players are poor, but this poor, What's when I read those numbers for this poor, Right. So here's the thing. If he's going to be discount Mourinho, the issue I have is that, I mean, let's be honest, none of us expected us to win the league or even on the, the best case scenario, we would have been fourth. I, I hope and pray that Nuno can develop the young players we brought in. Because if he can develop the young players we brought in and make them better, then maybe a year or two from now when either – by some divine miracle, we wind up finishing in the top four next season. Or even the year after that, the young players who are ready to go at that point, then it was a good appointment. But yeah, I mean, as Jose said, this wasn't, we can't fire the guy after a month. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's too, it's too fast. Too fast. That's Chelsea. It's Chelsea is what it is. I just think. And Chelsea has, see, and, and- Chelsea has the squad to be making those kind of decisions. They've invested a lot of money in their players. They've grown a lot of players that, that are really, really, really good and talented. So okay. if a if a co- if a manager's not like like what happened to um, what's it Lampard, he he wasn't getting the most out of these guys. You have a monster squad there. That's why he had to get fired. But we don't have that monster squad. We have some pieces that are monsters, but we don't have that monster squad. We took Wolves scraps as our coach. We took Southampton scraps when we hired Potch. So let's not go crazy here. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. We were talking about the other ones we were talking about were Graham Potter. 
I would have loved Graham Potter for the record, but he's coaching Brighton. So, yeah, Brighton might be top of the league if they win. Do they play yet? Brighton's not playing bad. I know. I wanted Potter tomorrow. I wanted Potter. But I'm done calling this Nuno Ball. Nuno Ball is Mourinho Ball with him trying to put (laughs) attacking players. In a, it, it, it's like he's playing Mourinho ball but using and telling everyone what to do, but using attacking players. And those attacking players are eventually going to move their way up, up field and we're going to get our shit tossed in because we don't have good defensive players. Or we're playing the same shit we were. And if Kane isn't on, and Kane and Son were the only way we were getting goals last year. So yeah, and Kane is- ball is just Mourinho ball. And I, don't, I can't see the difference. And I just see us getting scored on more. That's all I see right now. Hey, that's a great transition because Harry Kane today, 46% pass accuracy, lost possession 11 times, more times than completed passes, five, zero chances created, zero dribbles, zero assists, zero goals. Occasionally the effort's there. I don't think his head is in it. And yeah, I don't think his head's in it either. If yeah, we can get a hundred million pounds for him in January, get him the fuck out of my club. You're absolutely yeah. crazy. We still can't it's get not, him up for a hundred. not like we're giving him, him anything. Out. Get him the fuck out. I'm done. Think about it. We've been worse since he started playing every game in the league. We have. We've been absolute dog shit because nobody wants to play with the fucking guy because he's an asshole and doesn't want to be here. You ever work with someone that wants to leave? Do you ever around is like, man, fuck this guy. That's what what, that's what's going on at Spurs right now. What was it like episode two? We're like, well, he'll never hold out. Now he's holding out. He'll never pull what Erickson pulled. And now he's pulling exactly what Erickson. No, he did worse. I don't know if I'm gonna say that yet, man. I can't. I can't say that yet. From Did you see out, where they put him on the? Uh, so when uh, NBC Sports put up, like you know, they put up the whole uh, the lineup. You see who was on top and who was on the uh, left side because they put Kane on as the left as the left uh, the left forward, and they put Sonny as the striker. They should because one of them is uh, our most valuable player, Sonny, right, and the, the other one's Kane. Harry Kane actually getting results and the other one's just jogging and going through the motions unless someone takes the ball off him he's got to protect his pride yeah harry's I'm sorry, not doing man, so well no i'm done with him i'm not done with harry but i i'm definitely not protecting any of his play he has not been good at all well, i'm done with him i'm not gonna like hate on him and i'll wear his jersey and i'll still love harry kane but i'm done with him wanting him looking like he wants to even be on this team at all because yeah we're, we're a few games in where i could see what what he is, he just looks frustrated and bitter and just disinterested. So you don't you don't attest any of that to no creativity from this team whatsoever? Oh no, I'm We're, not putting everything yeah, on yeah, Kane. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not saying the reason we've lost our last three games is because of Harry Kane, but the reason why we've been getting spanked is because Harry Kane is barely interested in being a part of this team. As I said, that header, come on, man. You put a youth player there, they're putting the ball in net. He's yeah. off sides all the time. He has yeah, he's, a definitely, he's definitely where... not himself. He's not no. playing. He's not playing to what we we all got used to seeing from Harry Kane, which is an exceptional, an exceptional goal scorer, uh, assist guy, everything. He does everything for the squad and everything for this team. And he has done everything for this team in the past. And I mean, it's it, I know Derek wants him out of here already, but I, I just can't give up on that guy because He's done so much for this club, and I'm hoping he's going to turn it around. I, I can't say that. That I can't say I can't disagree with you guys. Yeah, he he definitely looks disinterested. 
my biggest fear about getting rid of him is now I'm giving what a hundred million dollars to Enoch and Levy to spend. Holy shit. That's the, that's the root cause. If we really want to like dig deep, but like we can't just go into every week, just shitting on every bad decision. The whole in Enoch and Levy administration has made because that would just be every week. Cause that's the, in, in essence, that's the biggest problem with this team is their signings. What, how much money they want to spend, what they want to do, what they want this team to be. I disagreed with a lot, of, a lot of what was going on on Twitter about how after the Joshua fight, how there's no real Tottenham stuff other than the, you know, the cockerel on top that the stadium is just built for, and which I think is bullshit because that's sta- everything that happens in that stadium goes to Tottenham. It's just, right. what is Enoch and Levy going to do with this money? They haven't done anything positive. They had a champions league team, a champions league team, a attacking champions league team. And in what three years they've turned us into two coaches that play counterattacking defensive styles, and we've and eighteen months of not signing anyone. Like holy shit! I well, think though is that Levy's trying to do better because he hired Paratici, and I think I it's still, a pretty good window, man. I really do. I think this is a good window. A good window where we didn't start any one we signed on in that whole game. It was the same shit team that we played last year. Yeah, that that See, that's that's truly unacceptable. Because why are you gonna spend? I money? understand. You seen, you seen. I don't don't know. Did you say earlier, or I don't don't know. I don't know if one of you guys said it said it earlier. But they played Tamiyasu, one of the guys that we were going after this year that we didn't get, and he played pretty well. He played pretty well, and it's frustrating to see a signing that, again, another signing that we were close to getting, going to another another club and performing well. Like, uh, he played well. I'm not. That's not a signing I'm going to be worried about. The I'm, reason not, can, I'm not. Yeah. But it always shows up against us. Well, this yeah. But we I also think that pretty like, well. We've been yeah. signing pretty well for several years. I don't want to hear fucking pretty well. Tommy Yasu is not going to change the future of this club. I don't care what he did today. He was playing against sad, destroyed, dead corpses walking around like The Walking Dead. That's a good way to explain us, actually. It wasn't really <laughs> the most difficult job he's ever done in his whole life. So, yeah, fine. But if Paratici is going to build for the future, like Brian looks like an incredible deal. If he continues to get better than when he is right now, he's 20 years old, bossing professional players in England, whether it's the league or the Carabao Cup, whatever it may be. But if SAR works out, like we're building for the future. I think that they're looking at this in a long-term scenario as opposed to winning this year, which is frustrating for us as the fans. They get yeah, rid of but, fucking but that, Kane. That, that wasn't, but my point wasn't like truly to, to say, oh, we missed out on Tomiyasu. My point is really to say, why are we not playing Romero? Why are we having him come off the bench? Why are we having, well, Skip wasn't a signing, but he could, could be considered a signing. But why are we having these guys come off of our bench? Romero was the guy we spent the most money on this offseason. That Romero's like, the one I'm I'm most upset that why isn't he playing in this game? That was the guy who was supposed to come in and immediately play center back. Heal, I understand. He's still so young. Big game. Mora understands this game. I understand how well he played. But come on, one of the guys has to improve the team. I, I said it before when, when we everyone said, oh, I think Fabrizio said it. Tottenham won because we got Kane back. But Kane comes back to a team and looks around and goes, it's the same fucking team I played with last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, every team got better. Regardless of what we thought about Arsenal signing, those, they, they spent $250 million on that team. Ben White was in the lineup, thought he played very well. 
Tomiyasu was in the lineup, thought he played very well. They just they're young and their players actually play for the team. Like no, they, they, they're you the said game. it right there. They're young. And I mean, I understand, yeah, maybe Lucas gets it more. Maybe Lucas is more experienced. But what were what were you saying last pod that Nick said about our young guy? He he looks like one of our best players of the whole season so far. He hasn't made many mistakes, he, or if any at all. No, I'm not this saying it's a decision. I'm just saying I understand the decision. I don't understand why Romero isn't starting every game we can get him in. Like, there's got to be one guy we we sign that gets into our team every game because but, he's a better player than anyone else. Yeah, that we that, know this, but we but didn't make any of those. Did we not make any of those signings? Yeah, but that's not. What, I mean, what I'm saying is, I don't understand that move. I, I, Lucas has, um, we, you know, I, I know you guys don't love Lucas and I kind of have a little soft spot in my heart for him because of what he, you know, because he hustles all the time and this and the other, but he has been better than him. Forget about the age, play the guy that's playing well. And I don't care about the age. If he's playing well, he's had hookups with Kane, with all of, with Sonny, with everybody that he's been put on the pitch with. Play the guy, play the guy. Let's not, we all agree here. That Lucas is a bench player. Have him come off the bench. First guy off the bench, 100%. The problem is is we just went from Levy is why we are where we are in a macro sense. The reason why we lost and got ran off the field today is because of Nuno. And yeah, yeah, Nuno. I just think he needs to look in the mirror, man. He needs to do something because he never makes adjustments. The only adjustments he makes are. A halftime sub or somebody in the 60th minute. He, I don't know if he really is a tactical manager at all. Only a moron would have not made an adjustment at halftime of this game. Correct. Yes. Correct. I, it was forced. It was forced. He, he, I said it in the group text. I shouldn't be getting anything right. And the decision today to start that midfield was absolutely wrong. The decision today, maybe, I, I, like I said, to start Lucas... And not him, I thought was wrong too. I can't get it. I can't get things right, uh, Nuno. I, I definitely can't get things right over you. And I'm not saying that maybe this would have been, I would have been right. And maybe we would have won. But I think we would have looked a lot better today with that midfield. True. And with all that being said, I just think Arsenal wanted it more than we did today. Definitely. What without, it was. without definitely. question. That's. Arteta, everybody, everybody associated with Arsenal. Another coaching thing also, though. You can blame that on players, but and they should be up for the game. The coach has got to get the players up. And everything you hear from Nuno, he's he's quiet. He's this. And you've you've kind of seen you're kind of seeing the Nuno when you read the pressers after when he kind of he's I mean, Alistair says he's he's being told off by Nuno. Nuno gives you nothing. Nuno is this. He's to himself. And that's cool. But when you're 18th in goals, 20th in shots, 20th in this and this, then you better start fucking talking so I know what the fuck is going on because this is an absolute disgrace. And it's three straight games of you letting in three goals and I'm and you're supposed to be a defensive coach. Two of the teams were bad teams. Yeah. And two of the teams are arch, arch rival and you don't show up. How don't you get your guys to show up for your arch rival? It's huge. Yeah. Another another big one. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's insane. It's not looking good for Nuno right now, but I, I, again. You guys want to hold on to him. As soon as someone comes comes through that we that t- wants to coach Tottenham, that's I don't I, that's 
ready to that's ready to come in potch i don't care i i want nuno gone as soon as possible i don't think this is i think why why hold on to something we're going to just going to get rid of in in the near future anyway just cut just cut ties i just i don't see why we want him at all i don't get it if we do that if we do that we're just going to have to just come january we're going to have to sell pretty much all of these all of these guys because what is kane going to do here what is someone like I know we just signed Sonny and he's all for this club, but is it yeah, fair what if to someone keep offers Sonny? us what if, what if someone if, offers us 85 million for Sonny? Is nope. it yeah? Is it fair? What if they offer a hundred million for Sonny? Nope. You're gonna hold on to Sonny and not, like deprive him of anything and enduring all this. What if we turn Sonny into Kane and Erickson? No, so here's the here's the difference between selling Kane for a hundred and selling Son for a hundred. Son wants to be here. Son talks positive about the club. He loves this club. He loves us. He does everything in his power to make us feel good about ourselves for supporting this club. And Kane doesn't do any of that. Everything now is robotic and scripted. Now, and now, to preface it, now everything is robotic. Sure. No, listen, I, I, Kane has been an incredible steward for the club up until this past summer. And maybe I'm petty. Maybe I'm overreactive. But I'm watching this man and I'm, I'm seeing the actions from the summer and he was throwing his dollies out with the pram being a big baby. And now he's stuck here and he's being a little shit. And I'm sorry. I don't see the benefit of keeping him here. I, do I want to sell him for 10 million pounds? No. But if we can get market value for him, get him the fuck out. Son wants to be here. That's the big difference. And Son is putting up goals. He's got three goals in, I think, four games. Kane's got none in the league. Zero. The best goal scorer in England. Zero goals. Whose fault is that? Nuno's? No, that's Kane's fault. He had two golden chances today to put in the net. And one of them was offsides, but he couldn't even put that in the fucking net. <laughs> so does yeah. anyone want to go off of Joe Mar's statement that uh, we could have been tied if things went uh, the right way with the penalty and the goal and Kane maybe putting in. But I hate saying that because I think that's all bullshit of things happen in other I mean I mean I mean you know to to back my son yeah things could have went differently but they deserved it more than us they were totally into this game regardless of those regardless of um them having some lucky bounces yeah the uh Saka had a great bounce back to him after the Kane made a a sliding or tried to make a, a sliding tackle maybe one of their other goals was very opportunity like opportunistic as well or fortunate whatever you want to call it but still, they wanted it more more than us. So, and they totally deserved to kick our ass today. They smashed us. But if you're a believer in momentum, I do think that penalty may have changed our fortunes. I don't think we would have necessarily won the game by any means. But I think the opportunity to at least get a point out of it would have been much greater had we, you know, scored a penalty in the 56th minute. To give credit to someone who's. God, I can't. I don't want to. I didn't. I really wanted to come on this pod and not give credit to anyone because generally just disgusted by the performance. But I mean, obviously, Son for scoring that goal and the whole everyone who, everyone who I thought in, was involved with the goal and the subs, I'll give some credit to because I thought they played well. Emerson, Skip, Brian, Heal, Heal, and Reggie. I didn't think was terrible, but um, <laughs> Lucas Mora had a ridiculous shot that was un, that was saved by Ramsdale on a great save. That was a great but save. But that was he that was a shot that was I was like, oh there's there's there that could have changed some fortunes, maybe. 
Yeah, that, that was one of the brightest um, points of our game. That shot from Lucas from a little bit far out, too. It, had, was, it was dipping. It went high. It was started dipping. That, was, that put Ramsdale in a lot of trouble. And that was a great save. A great shot, though. So let's, let's finish on. I want to go back to the midfield. And this idea that we don't have anyone who can really, you know, fill in that Dembele position of I can also play defense and I can also progress the ball and play offense and not be a complete embarrassment on either side. And right now, as we brought before, we're kind of stuck with two really generally better defensive midfielders and two attacking midfielders and no one who can reliably play both. So it's either we're stuck with Skip and Hoiberg where attacking might, our attacking or moving forward might lack, or we're stuck with um, Deli and, and Dombele. Lo Celso's kind of fallen out of the picture with his play recently, but where it's almost suicidal to play them together because they can't play defense together or work in a defensive pivot. So it leaves us way too exposed. But my big question coming out of this, because I think Deli should be on the bench, Hoiberg and Skip have to play in this team. Isn't Dombele a 10? Because to me, he's like a nine and a half. If you get not, you know, I'm not like giving him a, I'm obviously saying like where he belongs on the field. And I even question like, is this even the right league for him in that it moves almost too fast for him? I mean, he looks very comfortable on the ball most of the time. He has had some issues recently. But as I said earlier, I think this comes down to a formation issue. No matter who you put in a midfield three, especially if they're not playing in the middle, which is why I always prefer to 4-2-3-1. The attacking side of the pivot has more opportunity to move forward as opposed to being stuck out on the wings. They have the opportunity to go left or right when they bring the ball upfield. And there's four attackers in front of them instead of three. So I think we should go back to a 4-2-3-1. But in the event that it's a 4-3-3, we're probably going to be playing like a 4-2-1-2-1. Yeah. Whatever it may be, however the numbers work out, where Ndombele should be in front of those two with the opportunity to run forward and have basically freedom the same way Pogba had at, at Juventus. I'm going to say something. I don't know if this is going to work or not, but it's just something that I thought of today. Thinking about what kind of player can be that hybrid kind of player at midfield that can give you something a little bit on defense and also give you enough of offense. And we're not accustomed to seeing him there. We're accustomed to seeing him on one of the wings. But Lucas, Lucas can give you enough tracking back and playing some defense. He's a he is a bench player. I agree. I agree. But, but I'm talking about the number right ten. Now, I'm talking about the ten position. So, and you're talking about tracking back. Well, I'm talking about someone that can be a hybrid and play for because we have the one of the guys at midfield that we know are gonna, is going to give you some good offense. That's Enombele. That's the guy that's going to give us, move the ball forward. That's going to be the guy that's going to connect play. That's going to be our guy. But then we need someone that's going to be defensive, right? So that's Hoiberg or Skip. You both, all of us agree that they pretty much play the same role and play that role pretty good. And we all kind of agree that that's going to have to generally be the lineup going, going out because defensively we can't just hang in with if, they're, if both of them are not on the field. So my no. question about Ndombele is, he has all the skill in the world. Is he good enough of a passer or is, is his delivery good enough to actually be successful in that 10 spot to service Kane and Sone and whoever's going to play on the right side? I, I think it's good enough. 
I think it's gonna. This guy is super talented. We've seen it in bursts. In burst, I, I think he has everything that he needs. And for whatever reason, it's not working out. You could like you 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 mentioned before. Maybe it's the pace of this league. Maybe it's too much for him. I, I, I don't know, but it seems like he has all the tools to do that role, to play that role. And I think that back to the four two three one. I think ideally, Ndombele is going to be the guy who carries the ball through the midfield and passes to the person that assists on the play. I don't think there's going to be a ton of situations where he's, he's actually the guy making the pass play? or to Kane. But he's does gonna, that leave him too far back where in defensive situations that we can't recover from him for, for his mistakes? I mean, personally, I, I think if we're looking for a hybrid player, he's not anybody else's favorite, but LaCelso is the best combination of attacking and defense that we have in, a midf- in, in the midfield. He needs to run a play because he gets 30 minutes here and 20 minutes here and then goes to Argentina and plays 90 minutes three different times on international break. So he's a better defender than Ndombele. He's a better attacker than Hoiberg. He should be playing in a pivot at least. If Ndombele is not going to play in the pivot, we want to put him as a 10. But the problem is we keep talking about this 10. In a 4-3-3, there is no 10. You know what I'm meaning. The player who's going, I'm looking for Erickson's replacement. Yeah, that's why we should get out of this formation. It's terrible. It's not, it doesn't fit the people we have on the team. So you're okay. So, because this 4 3 3 is generally putting everyone on the same level, even though it, it generally falls back into like a 4 1 2 or a 4 2 1, depending on who is on the field. If it's Skip sure. and Hoiberg, it's a 4 2 1. If it's and like we saw yesterday in the first half, if it's in Delhi and and Domboli, no matter how Nuno wants to play it, they're going to be a farther up the field. It's going to be a 4-1-2. And that's the suicidal thing that we can no longer do. Sure. And I, I would feel much more comfortable with Ndombele linking the passing from Skip and Hoiberg to the attack than I do with Delhi, with whatever he's currently doing. <laughs> there is no better way to describe what Delhi's doing other than I worked out. I'm more fit. But my I'm hair, the same shit. My hair looks good. Now, why does what? What's everything with his hair? Just, I like his hair. That's whatever. But see, he, he's, so, doing the, his hair. he's doing. He's doing. Sophie. Sophie's, Sophie's got us in like talking about people's hairlines now. Got, <laughs> we're gonna have Jersey conversations. He's Just doing the Harry Redknapp fucking run around a bit. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's. But he's not. Kelly was never the creative guy. No, you're, he's always you're right. He's stuck in a position that isn't best for him. And as we said before, if we're going to make him work, we have to put him as the 10 behind Kane. And I don't so, think that's the best thing for the team. So, Derek, I made this comment last week, and let's let's about start shutting this down. Because, I mean, we can keep talking about how poor the effort was. But is Delhi's career in those years that he was great made up by Erickson. Wow, Erickson is getting a lot of play by me in, of course. after me hitting. But like, is his whole is the service by Erickson and Delhi and Delhi being able to run into that service? What made Delhi so great? And now that that's not there, we have no idea what to do with him. Well, I mean, you can also say that he he benefited a lot from Toby because he was also yeah, 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 a lot of his long balls. Yep. But that's the thing. That's why we haven't been able to replace Erickson because people like Erickson and De Bruyne don't grow on trees. There's a select group of these people that are that good at what they do. Agreed. Agreed. And they're but, not free. Unfortunately, Erickson didn't want to be here. And he, he, here's my, yeah, he, he definitely my last ran. Is, he was the motor of this club. He was definitely the motor of this club. He, he was an unsung hero. When there's a player like 
who we were linked to, like Sabitzer, who kind of plays, seems like he fits that role of that we've been missing. And we just totally just give up or ignore, or I don't know what happened with it, but it, it just disappeared. I'm like, where's this attacking midfielder? Where's this, where is our Ericsson? We're just going to sell him for 20 million and never recover from it. And we haven't recovered from so much or our signings have just been shit. See, here's the issue. The reason why we don't have Sabitzer is because we're Tottenham. Nobody gives a shit that we were in the Champions League final. We didn't win the Champions League final. Sabitzer went to Bayern Munich. Hey, let's see what happens. We got a looks like we got a lot of money off of that um, great performance from Anthony Joshua last night. So let's see if we can use some of that money and buy some players. I just don't see, as we said a million times, man, like the difference between Lacelso, who I love, and Bruno Fernandes. It's just we always come up short. Yeah. We never spend that extra little bit. And I don't think Triori would really fix his team, but be fun to watch at least. This shit sucks. All right, let's let's put an end to this and uh save our mental health so we don't have to keep talking about this fucking Indeed. shit. Yeah, I'll watch some Yankees tonight. Hopefully, I mean, when we Boston. start when we started this podcast, I didn't realize it was gonna be this hard to talk about this game. And this has been just the the worst. I, I it was the worst first half I've seen Tottenham play, and maybe it was Northland Derby, but ever. And, and I'm going to go out on that. It was fucking disgraceful. This felt like a therapy session. I'm with it. I feel yeah. a lot better mentally than I did before we started this. Thank All you, right. Buffalo Bills, and thank you guys for making me sane tonight. Uh, fuck you, Jets. But uh, guys, remember <laughs> remember to follow us, Spurs in Podcast, Twitter, on your Instagram, all that. Listen, re-rate, resubscribe, unsubscribe. All the all that stuff. So, yeah, not the most exciting game. Well, actually, the worst game. Hopefully, we still gave you some enjoyment with this podcast. But yeah, we're pretty pissed off. Nuno out. So Spurs in. Spurs in out. Nuno out. And Nuno not out. Not yet. No, he's out. He's out. <laughs>